The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So a few weeks ago, my wife and I had the privilege to attend a beautiful Shabbaton for an organization called Olami. They had seven or eight hundred students from across campuses of the entire world and another few hundred guests around 1,500 guests. We spent the Shabbos in the Hilton, not far from here in Connecticut, Stanford. And you know, the highlight of every Shabbos is Kiddush, the Kiddush, right? The sermon depends who gives it. But the Kiddush is always the highlight. So at the Kiddush, I was walking around schmoozing with the people. And a Jew comes over to me. And he introduces himself. He says, Shalom Aleichem, Aleichem Shalom, Rabbi Jacobs. He says, my name is Rabbi Aaron Grumman. I'm in the middle of the year of grieving for my father who passed away a few months ago. The famous Rabbi Pinchas Grumman, who was the, one of the pillars of Judaism in Los Angeles passed away at 91 a few months ago. This was just a few weeks ago. I'm saying Kaddish for him. My father was one of the great students of Beis Medrash Gavoya in Lakewood, got smicha in Lakewood from a baron, moved on to build the community in Los Angeles and passed away at 91. Ah! This is what I want to share with you a story. So what he tells me just a few weeks ago. He says, my grandfather, my father's father, was a survivor. Came from Ukraine, escaped to Samarkand, Uzbekistan, arrived in America, built a family, and moved to the Crown Heights section of Brooklyn, New York in the 1940s. And in 1951, he opened the first grocery store in the Crown Heights section of Brooklyn. First kosher grocery store. Where? On Albany. Those who know the geography of Brooklyn. Albany, between Union and Eastern Parkway. The first kosher grocery store, 1951 in Crown Heights. The grandson, Reb Aaron, who's a rabbi in New Jersey today, a Kirov, a special person, sharing this with me at the Kiddush by the salami stand. So I want to tell you something. The community was small. Many Jews, very few Jews were eating kosher. Grandfather opened the grocery store and he stood there all day selling food, trying to make ends meet. He tells me, Rabbi Waiwai, a few years later, it's 1955, just four years later, another Hasidic Jew moves into Crown Heights and he has nine kids and he needs, he needs to support them. 
So he decides to open a second grocery store on Kingston Avenue between Union and Eastern Parkway. Just one block away. He says, my grandfather is very upset. He comes to him and he says, you know, there's not many Jews keeping kosher these days. I barely, I have one store. You really have to open a store one block away? It's not right. This man says, the community is growing. I think we can have two stores. He says, it's not right. You're stealing my money. You're stealing my food. Rabbi Ringruman tells me, Rabbi Jacobson, they're arguing. And he says, don't they do a second grocery store. It's Hasagas Gvul. You're stealing my business from me. You're taking away my money. They get into a debate. And he says, and by the way, the distributors also said they can't distribute to both stores. There's not enough. They're going to go out of business. They can only distribute to one store. So Rabbi Groom, it wasn't a Chabad Chosset. But he turned to this man and he said, you know what? We need somebody to help us see this objectively. What do you suggest? He says, it's a good question. We need an objective opinion. He says, I have an idea. Let's both go into the Lubavitcher Rebbe, 1955. The Rebbe was a new Rebbe, five years, four years. Let's ask him. He certainly got no axe to grind. So these two Jews, the one owning the grocery store on the... Open the avenue between Eastern Parkway and Union, and the other one wanting to open a grocery store, go into the young Lubavitcher Rebbe. And they share the story and the dilemma. Rebbe Aaron shared this with me at the Olami. He says, The Rebbe looks at both of them and he says, The Eberster hot panosa fabeda fanach. God has in his store a livelihood for both of you. You can have a store, you can have a store, and you'll both make ends meet. You'll both make a living. Brachavatzlach, you have a lot of success. The Byron tells me they walk out of the room, and my grandfather turns to his competitor and says, No. If the Rebbe said that Hashem has livelihood for both of us, so that means you can have a store. To open up a store, you probably have to have seed money. How much money do you need to open the store? The other man says, I need a thousand dollars. Which today would be like thirty thousand dollars. 1955. So he says, you know what? I'll give you the money. Here is a loan. Here's the money. Start your store. <laughs> it should be successful. God has parnosa for both. And I'll call the distributors and tell them it's fine. They can give both of us. And the Baron tells me, he says, this was my grandfather. He came out of the room. He takes his money. 
his competitor. He told him, you're not going to open a store. He takes his money, he gives it to him, and says, open your store. Because the Rebbe said, Hashem has Parnassah for both. He finishes telling the story at the Kiddush of Olami. And he says, Rabbi Jacobson, you know why I'm telling you this story? You could probably use it. I looked at him, and I said, Rabbi Aaron, do you know who this other person was? Do you know who the person was who got the money from your grandfather? He says, I don't know. I say to him, it was my grandfather. My mother's father, his name was Rebianko Lipsker. Those of you who remember Brooklyn from the 60s and the 70s know there was a grocery store on Kingston Avenue between Union and Easter Parkway. Lipsker's grocery store. My mother's maiden name is Lipsker. That's my grandfather. So I said, Baron, <laughs> I never knew this story. But thanks to your grandfather, my mother had food on the table. <laughs> my grandmother had food on her table. Her eight siblings had food on the table. He said, What? It's your Zayda? I said, yeah, my Zayda opened the grocery store on Kingston Avenue with the loan of your grandfather. And we gave each other a big hug. Suddenly the story had a different meaning, a different perspective. And the two grandchildren in 2022, I don't own a grocery store and he doesn't own a grocery store. But both of our Zaydas own grocery stores. Both survivors. And they own grocery stores. They sold danishes. They sold cigarettes. You'll forgive me. They sold danishes. They sold bottles of milk. They sold eggs. You know what they sold in the mom and pop's grocery stores. Now my grandfather did not know how to make a living from it. Because if you're a widow, you're an orphan, you're a yeshiva bacher, you had no money, you got everything for free. So a living, I don't know how much he made of it. But Parnasseh, God gave him. This I heard from the grandfather of Aaron, the grandson of Aaron Grumman a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Shared it with me at the Kiddush stand in the Hilton in Stamford. And you know, for me, it represented such a powerful truth. We live in a time, we live in a time where the Jewish people are yearning for Achtos Yisrael, for Avas Yisrael, for love and for unity. Let's face it, it's not simple for Jews to be united. <laughs> Jews are very opinionated people. Three Jews, 19 opinions. As I once heard myself from the Rebbe, he said, when I tell you Shalom Aleichem, your response is, Aleichem Shalom. Grammatically, it doesn't make sense. Imagine in English, I, tell, I say to you, good evening, and you say, evening good. How are you? You are how? What's up? Up what? But in Hebrew, we do it all the time. Shalom Aleichem. No, Aleichem Shalom. Why don't you reciprocate in kind? And the answer he gave was when two Jews meet, 
even before they get into a conversation, the first thing is we have to establish that we disagree with each other. Shalom Aleichem, nah, Aleichem Shalom. It's the exact opposite. Once we agree that we disagree, now hopefully we can have a civil and loving conversation. You want to know something? One of the hardest things for Jews is to create unity. And I'll tell you why. It's not because we're bad people. It's because Jews have very strong convictions. And if you disagree with me, it's very hard for me to tolerate you. One of the biggest problems in marriages. I have my way, you have your way. You know the t-shirt? I'm very easy to get along with once you learn to worship me. But if you don't learn to worship me, it's very difficult. But my dear friends, my dear friends, we live today in a different era. We live today in a time when all of our brothers and sisters are craving unity. And it's this paradigm shift that I want to invite all of you and myself to engage in this evening. You didn't come here tonight to hear a speech or even a song as beautiful and splendid as they are. We're here this evening to be able to go away with a renewed sense of consciousness. And that consciousness is not about me. And it's not about any other individual. It's about each of us realizing that the labels that have divided us for so many generations are superficial. We may disagree, we may have different opinions, we may come from different backgrounds. But how does that compare to the truth that the soul is a chedek eleka mimal mamish? That the soul is a piece of Hashem. And if the soul is a piece of Hashem, does it matter that you wear this hat and he wears this hat? You daven this nusach and she davens this nusach. You grew up in this way, I grew up this way. Can I look at you and say, Ah! Can I give you money to start your own grocery store? Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org.